hey babe should should we get this one be like no that's too fancy (laughs) let's get this like petrified poop (laughs) welcome to another episode of are you ready for another the ongoing conversation about life beer and what lies ahead i'm michael moyer and i'm kevin murphy all right kevin after that explosive can sound that just came out of uh your microphone uh what are you drinking so tonight my first beer is breckenridge brewery out of colorado and it's a nitro irish stout uh 4.8 abv 38 ibus and it is smooth like velvety butter goodness (laughs) (laughs) i don't know um where's breckenridge is that like the place or is it just the the uh name of the brewery no, it's it is the place too. It's a uh, Breckenridge, Colorado. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm drinking a um, Anchorage uh, Brewing Company. Um, it is their Expel Oat Stout Ale. Oh, huh. Yeah, it's brewed with coffee and chocolate. Nine uh, percent ABV. Um, it's one of my Tavor app beers. Okay. I think you would like it because. I don't really like it. <laughs> it's almost, I, I like coffee stouts, you know, as much as okay. I, so yeah. I don't know, I'm sure we've talked about it, but you know, Kevin likes coffee and actually we should probably have a conversation about that in the future, but, but uh-huh. I don't, I don't like coffee and right. it's really the aftertaste of coffee that I don't like. Mm. And so why I can do coffee stouts generally is I get the flavor of the coffee, that that first flavor, but the aftertaste is the beer, right? Okay. This yeah. is like... I'm drinking a cup of cold brewed <laughs> uh, coffee stout, you know, um, lots of oats, tons of coffee. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Kate sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think you would really like it's, it's not bad. Mm. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm getting the right now as I'm talking, I'm like, yep, I've got coffee breath. <laughs> no yeah, officer. Yeah. I have not been drinking. I've only been <laughs> drinking coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we'll see see how it goes. Actually, maybe well, that'd be funny if this makes me into a coffee drinker. I'll just be like, yeah. I gotta get that, gotta get that hit. <laughs> now, have you ever tried nitro cold brew coffee? Yes, I'm like waiting for the day. I'm like, oh, I'm 37 now. Maybe today's the day that coffee clicks with me and stuff. And the reason I think that it just probably won't, won't never happen for me is I have tea that I like, and tea gives me that caffeine. You know, so I'm I'm already kind of getting the caffeine from other um, methods, right? And so, um, but I'm always open for it. I mean, we've done coffee tours, you know, and well, yeah, yeah, and I I don't want to be like a coffee poo pooer, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's good that you haven't given up on it. Maybe uh-huh. maybe there's something out there that you're like, it'll it'll be the 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 um you know the changer, and then all of a sudden, like coffee will. You know, you won't mind the taste of it or something. Yeah, because that's kind of how I was like in the beginning. Is is I didn't really like it, and then I found something I liked, and then I, I don't know for some reason like that just that click in your brain. You're like, ah, oh, I actually don't mind this taste anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Explain your uh, you, you, that that explain that right there. Your tasting coffee uh, or your history behind coffee. And okay. what got you to liking it and stuff? So I started with basically like the Starbucks sugary sweet 
you know with a a hint of coffee in 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 it you know so and a lot of people you know that's kind of how they start it's just like and one could argue is that even really coffee because you know there's so much i mean it's basically like a milkshake with uh with a little bit of espresso in the bottom Mm -hmm. of it but um so that's kind of what what started with me with the sweetness of of like you know kind of getting me into the to the coffee flavor a little bit but as I kind of opened up a little bit more into it, I was willing to try like different ones. And then it's funny because like the more I drank like good coffee, the the less I liked the the stuff I started out with. Mm-hmm. Like I will occasionally drink it every now and then, but really I just like a good tasting cup of coffee and like i i put very little in the coffee i don't put any sugar i don't i i put maybe a little bit of of uh cream mm-hmm. um so yeah it's kind of funny how how it was the sweet that got me into the coffee and then i've kind of flip-flopped and now it's just like i don't really like the the sweet stuff anymore yeah um which is funny because Melissa Melissa puts a ton of like sweet and low in her coffee, and so like sometimes we'll get ours confused, and I'll take a drink of hers, and I was like, oh nope, that is definitely not mine. Yeah. Sometimes Katie, uh, if we're going to visit her mother, we will stop by a McDonald's right outside before you head to their house because they kind of live out out far away and stuff, and we'll stop through a McDonald's and uh huh. She will get an iced coffee. And down there in Gallipolis, Ohio in particular, they don't understand the concept of an iced coffee without any cream or sugar in it. And so like, okay. <laughs> even when we say, when they're like, do you want cream and sugar? And she's like, no, no, no you know, just, just the iced coffee. F- good 50% of the time it will come and it'll look like, you know, brown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Katie's like, nope, it needs to be. And I, 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 right, they're like, wait, right. why, why would you want just straight iced coffee? That's, <laughs> you need cream and sugar in there. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had, um, I, I've always kind of avoided any of those, uh, concoction uh caffeine drinks uh, you know n- normally i just like if, if i'd go to starbucks when i lived in seattle i would just get a, a green iced tea with no sweetener right okay and then yeah. they have all these other versions with with stuff and everything and you know, and especially at that time when i was watching calories you know you'll drink 25 percent of your calorie budget for the day in in one drink right so, yeah yeah um i so I, I always avoided things like chai lattes or, you know, like any f- fancy chai teas or anything like that. Right. Okay. Even though I like tea. But right. um, when <laughs> I was uh, in Hawaii last, I would go work at a coffee shop um, in the morning uh, for like three days. And they didn't have just iced tea, just plain iced tea, but they had a chai tea. And I was like, oh, OK, I'll try it. Yeah. And I was uh-huh. like. Oh my god, this is so amazing! <laughs> it was so sugary and delicious. It had the, you know, there's tons of milk in it and stuff. Um, it was, yeah, it was awesome. And then I was That's like, funny. I looked up and I was like, yeah, that was like 500 calories. You know, so right. I had to quickly curb my my, my chai tea. So I, I'm back to not getting chai tea because I just 
I, I don't need to drink my calories away. You know? Right, right. <laughs> so, so do you ever get like chai tea lattes? Uh, no, no, I, no. I, yeah, okay, that, that was my that was my one experiment, and I loved it for those three days. And I'm like, yeah. nope, you know, it, yeah. it, it's I, I I have too it's too easy for me to fall off the deep end on on new things. I already I'm already bad with food as it is. You know, I, yeah. I don't need. I don't need a yeah. new thing to, to, right. to start me down that path and stuff. I'll just right. stick with my unsweet iced tea. So I remember this came out, um, it, and I'm I'm looking at the the Wikipedia page. And so when I was in Hawk at Hawking, um, everybody was like going ape about this Coca Cola. It was called Coca Cola Black, mm-hmm. and so basically it was coffee flavored Coke. <laughs> and I just remember people. People would buy out like the the um the gas station like the gas station would have like six of them or something and they'd buy them all out because people are like ah oh, this is like crack and um but I remember that was kind of my first like partake into like coffee flavored something you know and it it wasn't coffee um I mean I'm sure yeah it still had the caffeine and everything in it um but. So I remember drinking that, and that was kind of when I, I, I was like, I think I could, could get into coffee, but of course it wasn't until I met Melissa and she got me hooked on the Starbucks. That because <laughs> uh, you guys met, re- you guys met in a Starbucks, right? Right. Yeah, we we actually met at a Starbucks, and uh, I'll kind of save that story for for when uh, she's on the show, mm-hmm. but um. It's kind of a, a funny story of of um, of what what partake before I actually went to the Starbucks because anybody that's been to a Starbucks knows that they have their own language. Yeah. Um. So let's just say I did a lot of research so I wouldn't look like an idiot if we were <laughs> ordering together. <laughs> Why? Uh, so I'm looking at this Wikipedia page that you sent, and it looks like this Coca-Cola Black is no longer made. In the United right. States, um, yeah, discontinued 2008. I wonder. It must have just been a hot commodity at Hawking College, but nowhere else. I'm wondering why they stopped yeah. making. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But yeah, I remember people were like just going crazy over it. <laughs> Coca Cola Black. <laughs> and of do course, do you remember? Th- do you remember this at all? No, because I think I, uh, I think I w- was like telling you about it. Or yeah. Something. I, it's probably double things. Like I'm looking at the Wikipedia page with the graphic of the bottle and that Uh, I do not remember at all. And I think that's throwing me off of like just the name Coca-Cola black and be like, Oh yeah, I probably do remember Uh um, some type of coffee flavored Coke and stuff, you know? Um, Yeah. That's, that's crazy and stuff. Well now Coke and everybody's just like making bank on bottled water. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh, we're gonna we put vitamins in it. It's smart water. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that when you were at Hawking? Was two thousand six, yeah. seven, eight? Yep, that was that was right in there. Yeah, where was I at? So I was in. Were you living with John? Yeah, John and I lived together at the end of two thousand five, beginning of two thousand six. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I moved back. So yeah. That was when I was at my heaviest. I was like pushing three hundred pounds, and I was just like, "Yeah, might as well." Well, I was two seventy five, but yeah. I, at, at that point, I was like, "I might as well just hit three hundred just to say I hit 300. <laughs> and 
that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then I was like, I, I remember I was on the motorcycle riding with my brother and his wife. And I was just like, man, I just need to lose weight. Like, and, yeah. And I don't know uh-huh. what I cut out, but I just, um, oh, actually, you know, I, I do know what I cut out. And that's kind of funny that we're talking about Coke and stuff. That's when I went to like a fast food place. I should have cut out fast food, but like I went to a fast food place and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get the Coke. I'm not even going to get the Diet Coke. I'm just going to try their unsweet iced tea because I knew it had zero uh-huh. calories. And right. I used to ju- use joke that uh, like tea to me tasted just like dirty water. Like, oh, I threw some dirt and some water and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and now I prefer it, you know. So it's it's right. probably it's just like your coffee story where you started with the sugar and you're like, oh, I need that um, that sugar. And you've slowly weaned yourself off. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, give it to me straight, doc. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it black. Yeah. And I, I think I lost like 12 pounds just literally cutting out. Wow. And I wasn't even drinking like a 12 pack a day like some people yeah. I knew at that time. Yeah. You know, it was it was probably just like every meal I'd have one glass or two glasses, mm-hmm. you know, like, and yeah. that just added up. And now I, I've been trying ever since then to find the other thing to cut out of my uh, life <laughs> to, right. to, to lose those uh, another 12 pounds. And sadly, I still just overeat. <laughs> I think my history of coffee is formed like so many things in my life from my brother's uh, perspective, or I should say my perspective through my brother's eyes of what he would say about something growing up. You okay. know, like uh, my grandparents went to a very tiny church in Thurston, Ohio, and like, I don't know, maybe a congregation of 40 people, 50 people, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. not a big church yeah. at all. Uh, but they always had they had a basement and they'd always have these like potlucks and everything in the basement. And I I don't know why I remember this, but I remember going to this potluck. It was just me and my brother and my grandma, and he got coffee. Or my grandma was like, "Do you want some coffee?" And he was like, "No, coffee's really gross," or something something along those lines, right? Yeah, uh-huh. and. And I don't know why that's like kind of my first memory of coffee. I mean, obviously, um, I was always around coffee, you know, like my brother Mm -hmm. would have to get up in the morning on Christmas morning, he would be the first one up and he would start my parents coffee, (laughs) you know, like that was part of his thing. He would get that going. (laughs) He would then go wake us all up, you know. (laughs) And so when I came to the age that I was like, you know, I guess I could try coffee now. I was just like, nope, 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 you know, and then I tried it with sugar and I tried it with cream and, and and yeah, the taste was always good. I always liked that initial taste, but it was always that aftertaste and it like kind of stayed in my mouth. Mm. And it's, it's funny because truthfully the same thing has happened to me with Coke, um, cutting out soft drinks when I have a Coke, um, now it like coats my mouth in like sugar and yeah and, and and i have to drink water after to get it out like i'm like Ugh, you know like that right. didn't quench my thirst at all that just made me thirsty for water now i need to wash out my mouth <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah I, every now and then i'll always try a coffee like you know i always see how people prepare coffee and i'll be like okay well katie does it this way uh, you know so-and-so does it this way and i was like oh can i try it just to see if there is that one you know, oh, there it is. You know, it's got me. <laughs> right. Because I do right. like the, uh, I, I like the Zen type 
feeling you could get from making coffee right like mm-hmm. it, especially yeah. if you get into brewing your own you're like this is my process you know and uh-huh. um do you have anything that you particular i guess let me take a step back do you have a method now that you think will be your method for the rest of your life or are you always trying to find tweaking your method to find the perfect cup of coffee um I, I don't know. Like I invested pretty heavily in in doing a pour over coffee, um, which it's it's a process that takes like four or five minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you do is you start with uh, coffee beans and you ground them up. Um, so I have a coffee grinder. That's like kind of step one. Um, and so there's a different um, different people argue that the um uh the coarseness of the 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 coffee so it's like they they say you know you should go with like a slightly coarser uh ground versus like a real fine fine grind mm-hmm. um so step one grind the coffee so got the coffee step two is you actually have to weigh the coffee so i have a kitchen scale and you weigh the coffee so that's how i know how much coffee to put in the the coffee filter um and then step three is i have a gooseneck kettle that heats up water to boiling um so heat uh, heat up the water to boiling and so now i have the water and the grounds and i have the the stand where the with the cup and I basically I start pouring the water over the grounds and as I'm pouring the water I start a timer and then I'm also watching the the weight because now I'm measuring the weight of the the liquid going into the cup as the coffee filters through the the coffee filter mm-hmm. and so so there's this whole like I I still don't I, I still can't get it quite right, but like you, you can't be too slow with it, but you can't be too fast with it, mm-hmm. but you go in like a, like a corkscrew type, uh, to method. So like from the outside in and then, out, then back outside. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> needless to say, if you want a quick cup of coffee, this is not really <laughs> the, the way to do it, but it looks really cool and it does make a good cup of coffee. So if, if I'm like, I have time in the morning and and I can do that, then that is my preferred method. So how did you come to this method? Right. I think I had seen something of like, I don't know, like hipster coffee shops in Portland or something. And it was like, that's all they did was pour over. So I think that's the first time I ever heard of it. But in order to actually do it, you need to <laughs> you need to invest quite a bit of money into it. You know, it's like you you need the kettle. I mean, granted, you you could do it with other devices. Maybe you already have around the house. But at the time, you know, like I didn't have a kitchen, a digital kitchen scale. I didn't have um, the gooseneck kettle. You know, I needed the, the has like a little. Um, ceramic uh dish that the the coffee filter goes into and then there's a stand that holds that ceramic dish like it's quite the process so 
when I decided this is the way I wanted to do it, I kind of just like went all in with it and was just like, all right, <laughs> this is how we're doing it. So, and then you do it and you're like, this tastes horrible. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how's Melissa? Is she just, uh, is she as meticulous as you with that or is, um... Oh no, not. It's, so that's, that's a difference in our personalities. <laughs> She's like, give um, me that Keurig cup. <laughs> yeah. So when, when I'm making dinner, I follow the recipe to the T and she's just like, eh, we just throw some of this in there and yeah. some of this in there. <laughs> uh katie does the same thing and then when yeah. she makes it amazing i'll be like oh that was perfect and she would be like hmm, don't know if i can recreate that because I'm yeah just, <laughs> i'm like no it's like that's the whole point why there's a recipe <laughs> like i understand like you know seasoned chefs how yes. they can do it yeah because that's that's their job they're like it like needs they, more you know basil yeah, and yeah. they're like okay yeah. but when you're an amateur and you're just like yeah we're just gonna wing it you know <laughs> <laughs> and then and then she always she always kind of sets me up because she's just like well i hope it tastes good and I was just like, well, that's not very high expectations where you should have followed that recipe a little closer. Because then if you did follow the recipe and it didn't taste good, you can just blame the recipe, right? Right, But right. E- even even if the recipe would have been bad because it was made differently, it'd be like, yeah. well, maybe you should have followed the recipe. And then, you know, right, it been right. <laughs> so, so needless to say, when it comes to the pour over... I follow the the recipe, the, you know, how many grams of coffee you should use and, and how many grams of water you should use. You know, like I follow all of that yeah. stuff. Well, um, now, do you think you have it at a point now where you feel like your coffee is your favorite coffee for you? I think, I think like, so my, the, the technique is, you know, great coffee houses use that technique. Um, so at that point, I think it's not really the, the, I can do an equivalent brewing process, but I think that's when it, it, you're starting coming down to like, well, what be, you know, what type of beans are they using, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so it kind of gets a little convoluted, Yeah, you know, when you start like looking at it that way, like, have you explored different beans and stuff? Like, I feel like that should be your next step of like, oh yeah, I get these beans from, right. And and that place that that imports it from so-and-so. Right. Right. And that, and that's actually where I need to go next because I, I still don't know like what beans I I like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, you know, you have all different, you know, you Colombian and Ethiopian and, you know, all these different, you know, geographic locations and, you know, maybe there is a certain region that I prefer more than another. And so do um, you just get beans from like Kroger right now or something? Yeah. Just like, you know, because, because that's the thing is like, so when you open up coffee beans, they they don't really stay too long. Like you really should use them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like once you once you open them up, and so I don't do like if I was doing pour over every single day, I think I'd probably go through a bag of coffee beans pretty quickly. Yeah. But the problem is, is I don't go through the beans quick enough, and then I end up probably throwing out uh. like a little, you know, like 
uh, like I don't know, maybe a fourth of of the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beans. Did I mean I'm I'm sure you could still use them, but I think like coffee connoisseurs like say you really should use like the like upon opening the the beans you should really use them like within a week or something or something like that yeah that makes sense did you when we did the coffee tour in columbus and that one place gave us a bag of roasted beans did uh-huh. you use those yeah oh yeah yeah definitely you know i yeah i think so um i don't know it's I feel like you're I, missing out, man. I feel like you need to dive down the the bean trail, and I know <laughs> you'd be like, Melissa, where's my Colombian right, secret right. reserve beans? And she's like, Oh, I threw them out. And you're like, No, <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, because like when we were in Hawaii, I bought Hawaiian uh, coffee beans, um, and then they just they didn't really make the trip. Yeah, something happened yeah. to them, like in the the cargo hold or whatever. Yeah, like the the packaging was like super like funkified huh. or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So, yeah, yeah. I remember when I, you know, I can't. Remember, I think it was 2006 when I did this transition away from pop to iced tea and stuff or tea, I should say in general. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna become a tea person and. At that time, I was watching a like video podcast called Dignation with Kevin Rose and Alex Albrecht, and Kevin Rose founded Dig dot uh, com, and he was really into tea, and so he was like showing all these fancy methods for brewing tea and different uh-huh. contraptions, and I was like, oh yeah, and so I went to Kroger and I bought all these different versions of tea packets, and you know, bought actual just like tea cartons, uh, yeah, to, to yeah, brew my own and stuff, and. <laughs> I, I felt like I was going to become this tea person. And then I just realized I just like uh, iced tea, uh, unsweet. So I was just like, I just want it cold. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, hot tea has its place for me, definitely. Um, you know, if I'm feeling a little uh, congested and stuff, it, it's always nice to have. But yeah, but it's not something yeah. I crave in the morning. I'd rather have a like, tall glass of a ton of ice and... Uh, you know, a black or a green tea um, right. in that than like a hot version of it and stuff. Uh-huh. So that, I probably still have a few cartons of the this tea, <laughs> these different tea leaves that I bought thinking that I would like go down this path of becoming a tea person. Like, and, right, you know, no, right. <laughs> so when we were in New York City, we stayed pretty close to the Russian tea room mm-hmm. and Melissa's mom was like, you guys should just go in there and like get dessert. And just because you, you, you need to see like this place, it's, it's pretty fancy. Um, so we go in there and we get, we get dessert. Um, and then I'm like, well, I'm at the Russian tea room. I got to order some tea and they had like this super like, you know, big menu and everything. Um, and I was just like, uh, I'll have some Earl Grey. <laughs> they were probably like this fucking amateur. <laughs> yeah. You I, know, cause they had like very exotic tea leaves and you know, <laughs> like all of this stuff. And well, yeah. no, it's funny cause the, a similar kind of thing, um, like different teas happened is when I started drinking a lot of tea, it started staining my front teeth more. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And, um, I went to the dentist and I was like, yeah, this one tooth in particular, it just doesn't 
seem like I brush it and brush it and brush it and I know like overbrushing is bad and mm-hmm. and um and I was like I don't know what's changed and she's like well have you changed anything in your diet or anything and I was like well I've started drinking a lot of tea and she's like oh that that'll probably do it and I was like well that's weird you know like maybe the sugar from Coca Cola was coating my teeth and perfect protecting it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it'll give me a cavity but it won't stain my tooth um, right. And so anyways, and she's like, oh, so you really like tea? And I was like, oh, yeah. And she's like, what's your favorite kind? And she starts like, you know, Earl Grey, this, this. And I was just like, "Um, you know, just Burger King's iced tea. Yeah. (laughs) 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 And this was in 2006 or whatever, 2007, and not much has changed. I still really do like Burger King's iced tea, but um, (laughs) but, um, that's funny. Yeah, this this Russian tea room is kind of to wild, man. Yeah, very very ornate decor. It was uh, when we walked in. It was probably the one. So we've eaten at some some very, you know, nice restaurants. Um, but this one was the one I walked into, and I'm like, man, I feel like I should be in a suit mm-hmm. because, like, I I would I think I was in nice clothes, but I I still felt like I was underdressed. underdressed. It is very extremely ornate and yeah. um, mm-hmm. like over the top. Like their carpet is crazy. I'm surprised the one main room doesn't have like wicked, crazy wallpaper and stuff on it. Yeah. It's got these massive paintings with insane. I don't know what the naming of the the, the, the <coughs> frames are, but you know they're they're not just a, a simple wood frame that's colored black yeah. or something. You know, it's it's right. got tons right. of. of inlay work and all that type of stuff but yeah yeah so we just we uh we got there and it was really late at night i think it was like 10 30 or something and yeah we just got like dessert and tea but i just remember <laughs> they had this quite extensive tea list and uh <laughs> i just got earl gray one of my favorite like meals um i was gonna say in athens but i think it'd probably be anywhere is finding some like just like convenience store you know that serves food too you know it's like the local people like there used to be one in thurston and you would go and it like they had vhs tapes you could rent you know uh-huh. you could you could get your bottles of ketchup and a1 steak sauce but then they would also make like sandwiches and they'd have like two tables or something right that, uh-huh. that would just be there and, it, and it's super local right you have to probably be a local to be like oh yeah go down to the the general store and just order a cheeseburger they make really good cheeseburgers nobody from new york city right coming through a tiny ass town they might stop for gas but they would not be like hey let's eat at the this convenience store right yeah so like (laughs) but i always find that um especially for simple food cheeseburgers fries etc those are some of the best ones just because you know it's just they're greasy burgers. They, they do it right and stuff. Well, yeah, um, uh-huh. I would love to go to one of these places. And um, I'll just use the one that I go to um, a lot. And it was near where my brother used to live. But it's just called the Lodi General Store in uh, Shade, Ohio. And they just make really good food. They, they do pizzas. They do cheeseburgers. Uh-huh. And, but you walk in. It's a post office out in rural, uh, you know, BFE, Ohio. Uh, they serve as a post office. They serve as a little, a, a, a grocery store is not even 
enough. It is a convenience store, like a gas station convenience store. Like, yes, they have three bottles of mustard, four bottles of ketchup, right? They have like one <laughs> of something you might need. They have a box of tampons, you know, like, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we'll go in there and we'll eat. Um, and I just think it'd be hilarious if you went into a place like that and, you know, Adam and I have friends from DC come and visit a lot. I would love to be like, oh, you guys want to do a tea tasting? And like, you know, <laughs> they might be used to something like the um, Russian tea room, right? Or something super right, crazy or right. And it's like, we go to this little convenience store that's like, you know, like pretty run down and it's like they have the best tea they've ever had or they've had yeah. they have the best <laughs> coffee I, I think that would be like just an awesome thing and so and then you get these lists for like hipster coffee shops you know oh, in portland or whatever it'd be awesome be like oh yeah if you're ever in <laughs> southeast ohio stop by the lodi general store yeah. it's like so <laughs> hipster it doesn't even like you know look hipster right <laughs> right <laughs> So now that's my my goal now is to buy the Lodi General Store and. Uh, um. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe because like so, you know, we're going to Nashville and and apparently there's some restaurant that we need to go try that ha- it's like a hole in the wall, but they have like the best hot chicken or something like that there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I bet like, that's kind of how these like hole in the wall places start or, you know, like the, it's like people are like, Oh, you know, we need to put this on this list. And then it just kind of gains traction, <laughs> yeah. but it's funny cause you have all these tourists show up, but it's still just like a, a shit hole, hole in the <laughs> hole in the wall place. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, it's kind of like, um, I've always thought, you know, everybody sees Europe and you know, it's like, Oh, it's so like quaint and it's gorgeous these like cobblestone streets and these buildings that you know are you know all this stuff and i'm like well you do realize like at a certain point those were just shitty you know they they didn't they didn't modernize anything and right it was like it right. was the shithole and then it became <laughs> this place that people were like oh man this is amazing look at the this I, old cobblestone stuff and yeah. it's like you know a hundred years ago people were like god damn it that shithole with the cobblestone streets yeah we, we, we've invented paved roads let's do it you know like yeah yeah <laughs> so my next beer is Vandermill totally roasted and it is actually a cider and believe it or not, I think I found the first cider that I, I really like. It has like cinnamon and pecan and vanilla tastes in it. Um, so it actually tastes really good. I, I like it. Yeah. I, I, I am not a cider person, but I can have a good one. Um, uh-huh. Um, all right, I can reset. Yeah, I can have a good one, but I, I can have one every now and then and be like, okay, yeah, I can, I can drink this. What I've yeah. realized is, um, ciders, or at least some of the ciders I've had, their, their level, their profiles are similar to wine in like the dryness level. Like you can have okay. like a, a super dry cider versus uh, whatever uh-huh. the other is. Um, and I've realized I do not like, I, I, I like super dry ciders. I, I don't want a ton of, um, um, you know, sweetness. Like sweet, yeah. Sweetness. yeah. Yeah. So, um, how, how sweet would you say the one you're having right now is? Um, I would say it's kind of like middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not like, it's not super sweet. Like some of the ciders, like, I, like I, I imagine mm-hmm. I've, I've had and stuff, 
but it's certainly I wouldn't classify it as a dry one. So my next beer is the Monday Night Brewing um, Dark Subject Matter. And, uh, you know, dear listener, Kevin and I always love our, you know, descriptions that, that people write for their beers. And yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like this one because it kind of fits all of the things I like in life. And um, so sit down. We've got to talk. The simplest way to describe dark subject matter is an adjunct free American imperial stout. But that doesn't tell the whole story. With two row Munich and ch- chocolate malts in the mix, this beer is roasty and toasty like most stouts. Chocolate is prevalent on the nose, and this beer is silky smooth. Pair it with hot fudge Sunday, a fine cigar, or your favorite true crime podcast. <laughs> So I want to do all three of those things. Katie listens to yeah. my favorite murder. Um, I want to eat a hot fudge sundae, and I want to smoke a cigar with this. <laughs> That's hilarious that they have the the podcast pair. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it this this I I this is good. Um, the uh, it's it I don't know. I think I just I think the, the the more I drink beer, the more I just like imperial stouts. Yeah, um, yeah, which is kind of funny because that's where the <laughs> it's kind of started. But um, and I I spilled it all, you know, because Nate always liked Imperial Stout. <laughs> this is another one from, uh, uh, yeah, Tavor. Yep, Tavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so far the app's kind of been it, it's been fun. The one thing I miss, and it's kind of like when you rented video games, right? From, uh-huh. Did you go to Network Video or did you go to Kroger at that point? Um, so I did some at Kroger. I did some at Network and also some at Blockbuster. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I uh, Blockbuster had just opened towards the tail end of me going and renting games all the time. Right, um, right. So I only kind of went there every now and then. But there's something slightly lost <laughs> with the Tavor app. Um because when you go to a store and you're like, oh, I need to pick out this beer, especially for the, the the podcast, it's kind of fun being like, oh, what two am I going to pair tonight? You know? Right, um, right. But when I have this app and I'm literally just adding them to my, my cart as they come through, yes, I am thinking, oh, that'll be good to drink on the show. But, it, you know, I'm not really thinking about pairings uh, because we always do two beers. So uh-huh, it, uh-huh. it's it's not a huge thing, but I was just thinking about that right now. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of, you know... I. I I love the app for what it is, and I'm definitely trying beers that I wouldn't be able to try, you know, um, unless I went to Anchorage and, you know, or the Northwest and did all that stuff. But, right, right. But I still want to, you know, go to our local store and try and, you know, more manipulate what I'm having that night, you know, not, yeah. not being like, oh, mm-hmm. I bought this a month ago and it's sitting in my fridge and stuff. So, right, gotta, right. Got to get back on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so I think that we need to add another row. Now, I know like some of the the beer names and the beers we've drank have like the name of the beer in it, but I think we need another column to say like what it is because I'd be, I bet you anything IPAs are definitely the most drank beer so far, but it would be kind of cool to see like, you know, the transition of, you know, like, oh, we drank a lot of IPAs in the beginning. And then, yeah, you know, yeah, we've yeah. kind of, right. you know, yeah, okay. I'll kind of right move. 
moved on to yep. uh yep that makes sense which i mean still- kevin's drinking all these ciders now <laughs> well and that would be cool about that is you could actually see the progression right of like uh-huh. like when i asked how you did pour over coffee is that what it's called yeah like how you came about it if if you could see your history of coffee like imagine you keeping track of coffees that you drink each week and you're like oh i did i I did all the starbucks coffees oh wait there's these other coffee shops you know that aren't starbucks right and it's like oh blah 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 you know this roast or whatever Uh uh um and you could be like oh yeah right around here is where i transitioned away from medium roast to light roast or you know right and stuff (laughs) yeah it it's funny because Melissa and I recently went to um, a pretty cool coffee place in the short north called One Line Coffee, um, and Melissa just asked if they had, I think she asked if they had sweetener or so- something like that, and they're like, no, the only thing we have is like, uh, what'd they say? Something like locally harvest honey or something like that. <laughs> so Did she try she, she, yeah, she did. did she I don't like know it? if she. Re- I don't know if she really liked honey in her coffee, but <laughs> but that's about the only sweetness you could get at that coffee shop. She needs to be like my brother and carry around a one steak sauce with, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, steakhouses don't want to, you know, ruin right. their their delicious steak. Adam's like, yeah. give me that a one. <laughs> oh man, because he just yeah, yeah, that would be funny. And my brother has a bottle of a one and a bottle of hot sauce in his car. Because um. <laughs> you never know, you never know, Kevin. You're going to need to bust that stuff out. I know. <laughs> I could just totally see, you know, like Adam rolling up to like Michelin three Michelin star restaurant. And they're like, "This is the f- the finest meats," and he's just like, "Give me that A one." <laughs> now, in his defense, if it's a really good steak, he will not use A one. Okay, um, but. I'd say more often than not, he's just like, eh, it just, it makes it better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, of course you're, you're dumping sauce on it. <laughs> mm, everything, everything's better with sauce. Everything on is it. always better than with, uh, yeah, sauce on it. <laughs> I, um, there was, uh, in DC, I don't know if it's still around cause I know they had, um, some issues, um, it was a really fancy steakhouse in DC called Raise Raise the Steaks. And it's okay. And it's Ray is the guy. Ray. And it's so it's Ray's, you know, like it's Ray's uh-huh. steakhouse. But Raise the Steaks and it's S T A K S. And and why I said they had some issues is because he had opened it was kind of brilliant, is you had this fancy steakhouse, right, with awesome steaks. But if they had any steaks that were like too old, they wouldn't get rid of them. He literally opened a a burger joint, um, okay, like across the street or next door. I can't remember how far it was, but the burger joint, the hamburger meat was made from steaks that they deemed weren't quality enough to be, um, you know, used anymore and stuff. Right, right. And I think the, that place closed. So, so raise the steaks. The steakhouse is still open, but the burger joint is gone. Um, right. Huh. Yeah, this one's much better than that one. Uh, Katie's filling up her with the second one. <laughs> um, but anyways, for my birthday when we were in D.C., Katie took me to raise the steaks because it is a very delicious um, steakhouse. 
And I'm, I don't know. I like steak. I like all steaks. I think somebody asked me, what's your favorite cut of steak? And I'm like, I don't know, all of them. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I you know, I, ribeye, whatever. I, I don't know. I just right. like steak and stuff. I'm sure if I went to a, a Brazilian steakhouse and was like, I want to try every cut of the cow, you know, like one after another. And, and and taste it. I'd be like, oh yeah, I definitely uh-huh. like the, the short rib or whatever, whatever right. it is, right? But right, r- right now in my life, I don't care. I just like meat and the, the steak, especially if it's good steak, it's really good. Well, anyways, yeah. fast forward to I, I, I am. It's my birthday, and it's like an expensive place, right? It's probably a hundred dollars um, for a steak, right? Um, they have multiple tiers, and there's the like 35 day aged steak that is the most expensive and all this. Uh-huh. Stuff. But then there was this one that like had some type of cream sauce on it, and I was like, oh, that kind of sounds good. And I was talking to the the waiter, and I fully like expected him to be like, well, you have to get the super expensive one. It's the best steak you'll have in DC or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Yeah, and. <laughs> He kind of he kind of surprised me. No, it wasn't like he was like, oh yeah, just dump a one on it. But he was like, okay. So the difference was, let's you know, making up these prices. But the one I was looking at with the sauce on it was like sixty bucks, right? Okay. The uh-huh. super thirty five day age or fifty day age one was like one hundred and fifteen dollars. Um, so big, big, mm-hmm. big, big price difference, right? Right. Um, and I was like, well, it is my birthday. It's a special thing. I should probably get the super expensive one because this is not a place we're going to come to all the time. You know, like, I'm not going to be like on a Tuesday night, like, hey, Katie, you want to go to raise the stakes and spend yeah. $300? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so talking to the waiter and he's just like, well, you can combine them. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what, what do you mean? He's like, well, we can just put the sauce from that one on that. And I was like, you can do that? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, it was the best steak I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had the super amazing meat, but then I had this like amazing sauce that they, they right, added for their, right. their, their cheap meat, you know? But um, <laughs> so yeah, definitely recommend DC. Anybody want a, a, a steak place? Um, um, You know, go to raise the steak. Right, right. <laughs> Actually, I'm on their website here. Let me add this link. Um, <clears throat> I, I just saw this because I was I wanted to make sure they're still open, you know, uh, because they they mm-hmm. they do have a big note on their front page, and I was like, oh shoot, they might be um gone, but they're not. It says, kind people, please note we are in no way anything like a Ruth. I can't say that a Ruth's Chris or a Morton's. In fact, we do everything possible to be the opposite of a fancy dc fine dining restaurant we do strive each and every day to serve the best house aged house butchered hand trimmed we can in the most honest timely and affordable way we know how as a result our style of service is informal and at times quite busy and not to everyone's liking and i think that's what they're kind of talking about their waiter was literally like yeah why don't you combine them like he he wasn't gonna be (laughs) like oh you have to um you know uh only eat it this way because Ray right, only right. made it this way. And it, and the restaurant itself was fancy. I mean, we dressed up and stuff, but now that I'm reading this, it, it, it was a little more laid back. It, it wasn't uh-huh. like your uh, Russian tea room where you felt like I had to be wearing a suit. And, uh-huh. and truthfully uh-huh. in DC, everybody's already wearing a suit. So it's probably like, let's just be a little more laid back. Hey, you can undo your tie when you come in here. And it, it, <laughs> maybe not tuck it in your shirt or, you know, like, <laughs> right. But, um, 
<laughs> I, I love how the, the the line underneath that, it says if luxury accommodations and its exquisite service are important to your dining needs, we strongly recommend another one of the region's many uh, finer steakhouses and superior restaurants. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Because they're essentially like, hey, we make really good steaks, but we're not going to be, um, you know, yeah, like fancy. Posh. Yeah, we're not going to yeah. be a posh steakhouse. We are. You can come probably in jeans if you wanted to and, and be fine. Nobody's going to right, shit and right. Stuff. But I definitely recommend it. It was. I, I've been. I, I haven't gone to a ton of fancy steak restaurants, but you know, I've been to. What is the one in Columbus? Is it a Ruth Chris? What's in Columbus? There's a steakhouse uh, on High Street. I think it was on High Street, but there's also one at Easton. Um, um there's from Tiffany's. Oh, that's uh, Smith and Walensky. Oh no, that's it. No, no, that's not it. There's shoot. What is it? Is it a Ruth? No, it's not a Ruth Chris. There was there's some um, steakhouse in Columbus. There's like two or two of them or three of them. There's know. there's Hyde Park. Hyde Park. There's a couple. Yeah. yeah. Hyde Park had that delicious. Again, I, right. I don't know. I could rank Hyde Park better or worse. You know, I don't know. They're just good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when you get to that level of of restaurant, it's it's really hard to kind of, yeah, you know, and I differentiate the, yeah. the differences. And it, it's kind of like, um, I don't know. We did a, and it's my palate, right? It happens with wine. Um, somebody could give me a thousand dollar bottle of wine. And I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, that's that's a good red. Um, but I might not uh-huh. differentiate it from a box of, um, you know, Boda Box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure I could. But, you know, Boda Box is pretty right. good. People, you know, it, it's a definitely a step up from Franzia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I wonder, wow. like, if coffee would be the same because we did – a. Uh, with Mike and Audrey in Seattle, we did a little coffee pairing tasting thing where okay. it was a, a fancy coffee place, um, really tiny, you know, they could, they only had like eight seats in there, you know, but lots of mm-hmm. people come and just yeah. to get coffee to go and stuff. And, and it, it was another example of me trying coffee. I was like, okay, if I'm going to like it, you know, Seattle is the birthplace of Starbucks. There's a billion coffee places in Seattle. Um, uh-huh. so much that um one of our friends was visiting and she had a, a a friend coming with her and we lived in Ballard which um is kind of an uh, it's kind of become gentrified over the years so there's lots of stuff around it um tons of stuff in walking distance uh-huh. Uh-huh. and she's like is there any coffee shops around here and i i kind of wanted to be a little dick and be like well we are in seattle like yes <laughs> Literally two across the street. There's like five with it. I mean, there there is a coffee shop everywhere, right? Like it's it's just it's kind of ridiculous how many coffee shops. Right. There. But um, so we're trying this coffee, and and I was just like, okay, this will probably be it. I'll probably like it, and and I didn't, you know. And then we did our coffee uh, tour in Columbus, which I thought was really fun, just because we actually traveled multiple places right why don't you kind of describe that because I, I can't remember actually what we did in order and stuff so i think we we started out by going to um there's a place called luck brothers um coffee shop here in columbus and so we went to the i guess 
it, I think they called it his like mad science lab or something like that. <laughs> so it it's not like really his roasting room. I think it's just like a space he rents out and kind of tries to come up with concoctions or anything. I can't remember. Uh, so his last name was Luck, but I can't remember his, what his first name was. But he was like just like a super like laid back guy, <laughs> just like you know he I I asked him something like, "Is coffee something you always want to do?" He's like, "No." He's like, "I started out like an IT work, and he's like, I just made a bunch of money and just decided to like open up this coffee shop and was kind of successful with it." What I so what I loved was about that that story was yeah he was in the nineties um, working for some. Doing IT work in Columbus, and I think he might have uh-huh. said he was a part of a dot com, you know, website. I mean, there was a billion, you know, in the nineties. Right. It was the new hotness before the bubble burst. And um, he, somebody asked him how he got into coffee, and it was literally he was just like his boss was like, "Hey, do you want a coffee?" And he would just use the the shitty coffee that whoever was making in the office, right? And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he started going like across the street, and then realized, "Oh my god." Like coffee can taste like this, and so he started replacing the crappy coffee with with the coffee across the street, like, uh-huh. and that's what formed into it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Um, uh, yeah, so let's paint this picture. So, so yeah, we're in his science lab or whatever. It's it's all white. It's like a, a part of a business park. You know, it could yeah. easily be like a clothing shop you know, or something, right? Right. But he has right. all these roasters on one side, like crazy wicked machines that are from like Germany and all this stuff. Uh-huh. And on the other side, and how many was there of us in there? I would say probably like 20, 25, yeah. something like that. And so he's talking. He's kind of like a nondescript uh, white dude, you know. He's not particularly dressed up or anything. I, he has a little office that I saw, and he had a PlayStation 4 hooked up with a TV. So I was like... <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, yeah, he's like waiting for Bruno to, to finish, and he's doing stuff. But anyways, he he passes yeah. out the coffee, and like people are asking questions about it, and this is like the funniest thing to me because again, I don't like coffee, right? But somebody's like, so what are the what? Are, there's like some type of sediment or something, um, you know, when I drink it. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I just fucked up the pour this morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't fix it. He, like, messed up, like, when he had the coffee filter, uh, like, some of the, the, the grounds, like, the got into the actual coffee and right. stuff. But I just right. love that the people were like, oh, this guy's, like, a professional, and he's, like, uh, yeah. you know, this coffee <laughs> connoisseur. And, oh, he's he's adding in the, the soot to add some complexity and you know, right. aroma. And he's like, no, I, I, just, I just messed that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so after we we left there we went over to uh the Stoff's roasting house roasting room whatever whatever you want to call it it's basically where they do a lot of like their big batch roasting for uh, uh Stoff's coffee and in Columbus so that was to me that was the coolest part of the trip because you actually got to see coffee being roasted mm-hmm. which i had never never seen before and then after they roasted these beans we did what they call um i think they call it cupping where you, it's basically like you taste like if the uh 
do you remember it's like is it, it like kind of taste test the batch or or something like that oh yeah um i'm not sure i i, I can't yeah. remember but i i remember there was like a spoon it was like a soup spoon and you would dip it down in the coffee and then you would like you would literally like slurp it because you could like gotta inject air into the coffee or something mm-hmm. so everybody was just like <laughs> slurping this coffee uh, doing this cupping technique, but I thought that, uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool just cause the, the, you got to see like how, how the beans were roasted, but also you, we got to take the, the batch mm-hmm. home with us. Have you, um, what was that place called? Stoffs? Staffs? What was it? Uh, Stoffs. Stoffs coffee. Have you had any of those coffees since you did the tour? Like the first guy or the, um, or the stuffs. Um, I've had I've had Luck Brothers. Um, because I remember I remember him saying about how much iced coffee they sell mm-hmm. at Luck Brothers. So I, I went to Luck Brothers in Grandview and, and got iced coffee there. Um, Stoffs. It's been a while since I've been there, but <clears throat> I think every time I go to Stoffs, I just get like a latte, which that's. You know, like, I mean, it's, uh, yes, it's their coffee, but I mean, if you really want to, like, taste the coffee, you're not, you're not dumping a bunch of milk in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I liked, uh, the Luck Brothers guy, um, I liked, he was like, because people are like, well, what do you do? Do you follow the, the directions to the T? And he's like, well, you can start that way. He's like, coffee houses have to follow it to the T because people want to have, consistent coffee right you know uh-huh. getting yeah. this pour over blah 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 he's like but when you're at home you know experiment do an extra second do less of a second you know figure right. out what you like and then he's just like my biggest advice is just you know uh, support your local coffee places don't go to starbucks and he, right. he's like because every time you buy starbucks the money's going to seattle y- yeah they're paying the workers there and stuff but uh-huh. it's not staying in yeah. ohio he's like uh, you know, you can probably eat at Wendy's and be okay because Wendy's is headquartered in Ohio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a good way of thinking about it. You know, shop at Kroger, right. not Walmart. You know, Kroger's out of Cincinnati. Right. You're keeping that money at least somewhat close, you know. <laughs> but yeah, he was just like, yeah, you you could tell he eats probably Wendy's all the time. He was like, he, yeah. he justifies it because he's like, well, yeah, Wendy's technically is in Ohio. So um, yeah, let's just yeah. do it there. It's out of Columbus. <laughs> I, was, I was going past Wendy's headquarters uh, a couple weeks ago and there was a sandwich board sign sitting out and it was like saying something something along the lines of uh, taste test panel this way or something like that mm-hmm. and <laughs> I just imagined myself like being in a movie and being like hey I'm, I'm here for the, the taste test panel <laughs> and you get to try out all the new Wendy's concoctions <laughs> I kind of want to do that, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, where's the corporate office at or the headquarters at? Uh, it's in Dublin. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure our friend Craig, uh, he would always, I don't know, he would always sign up for weird things like, hey, I got to drive around with this GPS for three days and it tracks my whereabouts and they're giving me 20 bucks. Right. Like <laughs> our friend Craig who 
literally makes really good money is still like getting extra money like 20 bucks he's like well shit i'll drive around for three hours and make 20 bucks <laughs> and so he was always a part of these things so i could completely see him joining the wendy's taste test and they're like right he's like well i didn't have to eat lunch that day so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just had to fill out the survey uh-huh. and you know just give my thoughts on what i like yeah <laughs> All right, that's fun. Oh, and then what was the last place we went to? So the last place I got, I gotta, I gotta look it up. I don't, I don't remember off of memory. Um, it, it, to me, it was if Columbus needed a like hipster coffee shop, like what people would think were hipster coffee shops that's what to me it would look like it, it was very mm-hmm. like i'm sure there was a guy in there with a handlebar mustache uh, yeah pouring <laughs> coffee. right <laughs> oh man <laughs> but um that one was unique because they they prepared the coffee differently right yeah yeah they um well we also learned like uh like espresso like we did the espresso tasting there as well. Oh yeah, what did they do with it? Um, so I think they just talked about like the the machines that they used. Um, but didn't they like prepare it differently? Like they had us because espresso is with with milk, right? Or there's milk in espresso. No, it, espresso is just like super, um, like. Like super concentrated coffee. Oh, okay. Well, what, why did we yeah, try that's... the milk then? What was that? That was a. Uh, um, remember, they gave us the milk separate from the coffee, and then they were like, "Now we'll combine oh. it so that you could taste the difference." You know, they're like, "Yeah." Um, the milk is like burnt tasting almost. For, you know, they purposely did that because they were like, "We want, we want you to taste the flavors of what is happening when these two are combined into uh-huh. the thing." Uh-huh. Um. That, that that place was I, I I liked it. I thought the tour was cool because you got to see three different things. Right, you saw saw the guy that's like creating new coffee flavors. Right, he he's not just oh here here's our light blah blah blah. And I I don't know coffee flavors, but um you mm. know. And then the second place is like hey we actually roast our beans here. You know you can buy our bags of of roasted coffee here that type of stuff we want to show you the process and then the third place is an actual coffee shop that that does espresso does the, you know when we get a thing with the milk and they it has the fancy heart um at the top that the baristas make <laughs> you know like yeah <laughs> and, and so i thought that this, was kind of cool so i feel so this is definitely where it was at but i feel like this wasn't the name of it here i'll 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 put the link okay. So this was definitely the coffee place. I, um, I mean, I, I will say if that changed names or it went under and a new place come in, that would not surprise me, right? Yeah. It, yeah. it, it to me felt like a super generic, sorry if, if the people that own the place or whatever ever listen to this, but to me it just felt like a, a very – generic hey we have some money we want to open up a, a coffee shop like i could uh-huh. i'd see that uh-huh. exact same place in dc or seattle and it's just like they opened up open your own coffee shop.com magazine and was like yep i need these three espresso makers i need the brick wall i need the uh pipe 
uh, shelving. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like everything about it just felt, yeah, like you know, cookie cutter for for, for it and stuff. And I know that right does does does, does that ring about that brioso? I guess that that may be it. Maybe it was I, it. Yeah, I don't remember brioso. I, I yeah, it, I don't remember de- that. It name. definitely it definitely was. The, you know, if you look at like the um, the Google Maps or whatever, it's definitely that yeah place. I mean, it was a it was a nice place. Um, it looked, you know, it was clean. They mm-hmm. they were nice enough. They had a PowerPoint presentation, which I thought was the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever been a part of. Like, I was like, really, we're gonna have to sit here and watch. We're 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 at a coffee shop. And instead of just showing us the machines, they are like, let's look at this photo of the machine that's literally over there, but we yeah. don't have you watch this <laughs> crappy TV. The aspect ratio is all off. And I'm like, the whole time I'm just triggered, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, this is not the way <laughs> to do a presentation. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely it. I'm looking at uh, photos of it and stuff. You know the 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 more yeah the more I'm I'm seeing that name I think that definitely was it it's still the same same place yeah it just when I had pulled it, it up just I was like wasn't very memorable and stuff N- a yeah, nice place yeah. and again I'm not a coffee drinker so I'm like coming at it from a um you know kind of negative connotation of of their presentation mm-hmm. and using mm-hmm. PowerPoint and stuff and I'm sure that PowerPoint crushes at other places it brings the house down <laughs> you know <laughs> people oh, go over they're like man I love that PowerPoint presentation that was awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I would definitely recommend um do you remember what that tour was called I know it was like Columbus tours or something it wasn't just they do other tours they do brewery tours they do uh, coffee tours um do you remember uh, it's Colum- It's part of Columbus experience. Oh, Columbus Food Adventures. That was like their. That was like the company that did, you know. So they do coffee tour. Like Michael was saying, they do coffee tours. They do, um, all kinds of brewery tours, meat meat lovers tour, breakfast tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super cool. Um, taco truck food tour. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if uh, it's one of those things, Columbus, you know, isn't a huge tourist city, right? (laughs) Like, um, I recently had, um, one of my team members from San Francisco come and she's been having to come to Columbus a lot, but she's actually up near, near you. Um, our, this company we just bought is North of 270, right? In that like business park area or, you know, that big chunk. And so that's where she's staying. And I'm like, oh, okay. So not the best representation of like Columbus unique stuff, right? Is right there because right. Lillard, her hotels at that Hyatt that we stayed in, um, or was it a Hyatt? Oh, okay. or a Hilton? can't remember for your wedding. Yeah, um, yeah. That's I... where she's staying, right? And like she doesn't, have, you know, she doesn't have a car. She just takes a lift from the airport to the place and then goes to the the offices from uh-huh. eight to five or whatever and then it's like oh what is there to do around here and, and it's not that there's not nice stuff around here but coming from san francisco right you want <laughs> her to explore more stuff and so when she actually right um when i went up and met with her we we 
went to my office which is downtown you know right by the river and stuff and she was just like oh this is so pretty it's right by the river you know like she because she's been coming like 10 times to that location up there um yeah and it's just like you know she's she's a little like well i've seen all that i can in my little like walking distance of this this hilton right here and stuff yeah Um, yeah so like this type of thing is what i'd be like oh yeah just do this uh, columbus food adventures you know like You know, it might not be blow your mind, right? Like, oh my God, you know, Columbus has the the best meats in the world, but it, yeah. it, it's definitely getting you out and seeing more of the, yeah. the the city that has to offer and stuff. But so, kind of one thing that Melissa and I started to do is that we any like new place that we go to, um, we try to get a coffee cup from that place. And it is not a, a a cup that we actually drink from. We just actually just display them. But we thought it was kind of a fun, not only homage to the way we met and we, you know, we're both like coffee, but also the fact that um, we can kind of look and be like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're there. And it's, it's actually kind of cool because there's some really unique um, coffee cups if if you start paying attention to them. Um, people do some fun things with the the design and um, some of the ones that that we've gotten from overseas. You know, they came with like an an actual ceramic spoon that comes with them. Um, so I just I think it's a a, a cool uh, cool way to remember the places you've been, but also uh, know that you uh, you met at a coffee shop. Yeah. Huh. You know what? Like that's a kind of a cool idea. I feel like um, <laughs> coffee cups or drink cups in general are one of the oldest forms of art that human society has ever made. Right? Mm-hmm. They're constantly finding pottery and stuff from right. twenty thousand uh-huh. years ago, and so there still is a need for um, ceramic type cups right you'll see people making it like either crappy ceramic cups on their Uh ceramic high school class and stuff but like what i'm thinking of is is there is an artist that goes to different cities and he particularly goes to college towns and um he will stay with the um he will stay in the college town for i i I don't know if it's a few days or he comes back but he kind of learns like oh um hey these are all the pubs of this area and so what you do obviously is he he wants to bank on your nostalgia for college so Mm -hmm. a perfect example is athens ohio right he came to athens ohio he learned about all of the athens bars and um, he does this painting or this drawing of it and stuff. And then you buy the poster and it's a cool thing. But, you know, I'm just looking at his website here that I just posted in the show notes. You know, he's done uh, pubs of Manhattan, Kansas, pubs of, of Fargo, North Dakota, pubs of uh, Marquis, Michigan, pubs of Knoxville, Tennessee. You know, he's done pubs right. of Athens and stuff. It, it, but it's this cool thing that's unique to the city, right? So long-winded way of me saying it'd be cool to do something like that for cities but with coffee cups and Mm -hmm. so you could do cups of athens right and the the cup itself has you know 
whatever, you know, the cups are unique design. And so, and so that way then for people like you and Melissa, when you come, you're like, oh, we know there's a cups of city insert or insert city name here right right oh right. now we have our collection of cups of <laughs> bismarck we have our you know, right <laughs> whatever it's <stuff>. so <laughs> I, I think i want to buy cups of um let's look this up i'm gonna buy another domain name sorry katie um <laughs> uh, cups so he owns cups or he owns pubs of dot your town that's his website pubs of dot your town so i want to see cups of yourtown.com <laughs> all right it's available <laughs> <laughs> all right kevin that's my new business venture you gotta you gotta come up with this all right okay. and we could just get cups of.com that's kind of nice cups of um you know cups of or maybe i could do coffee cups of <laughs> coffee cups of oh man this is available kevin yeah. All right, Kevin. That's that's your goal. You and Melissa. Every time you travel, you got to come up with some unique thing of that city, right? The, the easiest okay. thing we could do is um, do the skyline. But I feel that's kind of played yeah. out, right? Like, it, it, I don't know if you're looking at that pubs of page, but if you can see some of his drawings, like each drawing is unique, and so he tries to mimic the look of the places, right? Like making right. sure they're in the right order. Like if you're kind of going uptown and stuff. Like, like the front of the facade is, is that way. He'll put in things that are from around. Like, oh, he'd put in the convo or he'd put in this place and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying it needs to be like this, but think about that. You you've been collecting these cups, right? Like, what are some of your favorite cups? What are some of the elements that you like most about? Yeah. Um, right. And and actually, what are some of your favorite cups? Do you have any in in on top of your mind? Yeah, so like the uh, probably the one that stands out the most is um when we were in uh Los Cabos, Mexico, there was this coffee mug and this uh store and it's like so imagine just like a traditional style coffee mug and then cut it in half, okay? Mm-hmm. And so it's like a half a mug. And so you know, it had like the on the mug, it had the arches, and then on the back of it, it had Spanish. And that we had the um, the store assistant, she she, you know, we were like, What does you know, what does this say? And it, it was actually um, kind of a joke, it was like. I think it translated like I don't have enough money for a full cup or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, but it it just it's really cool because it's like this half cup of of you know just you would never you would never actually use it for for drinking mm-hmm. you know. But do you so that's have you ever used any of your cups for drinking? Are they just kind of memorabilia um, items that you keep? Yeah, it's we've never drank from any of those. I think when we made so we had gotten like one um and I think maybe like our first one or something we we had drank from it. And then like when we came up with this idea of hey, let's, you know, let's um collect these, then then that's what it became. It became just a collect collector's pieces instead of an actual like we're gonna drink from them mm-hmm. um 
but yeah, they're, yeah, they're like I like I said, we and when we were in Ireland, we got these really cool ones that actually came with uh, like a ceramic spoon mm-hmm. that there. So there's holes in the handle, and the the ceramic spoon kind of like sits inside of those holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if like the uh, you know if you put like milk and sugar in your coffee, you have your own little spoon to to stir it with, but. Yeah, there's just some it's it's just amazing like what people come up with. It's like you think of like an object like a cup mm-hmm. and just like the cool ways people can kind of like design them mm-hmm. and and make them unique. Well, that's what our business venture is going to be, Kevin, with the, the cups yeah. of. You got to you got to find some of your favorite things and we're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like the 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 coffee place that I was talking about earlier, the One Line Coffee in in Short North, they have these really cool coffee cups, and all it is is their coffee cup. The front of it, where you would drink from, is shorter than the back of. It. So, like, imagine the the rim of the cup. The front of it is shorter than the back so Can it kind of does take this... a photo and send it over and i'll i'll put it in the show notes because yeah I, it's yeah. hard for me to you know um yeah you don't have to do it right now but yeah you can keep describing it uh for people that aren't you know have an app that can display images and stuff but yeah just make sure right i know what you're talking about so but yeah anyways just simple things like that you know i think is is cool like you know you just can come up with these these different things well i tasked the kevin with uh (laughs) coming up with your favorite cups and something that we can recreate now now one of the things that i think we might be able to do is high university ceramics program like there's not tons of ceramics programs still in the united states for uh, master's ceramics programs but ou's because they have one of the largest ceramics uh areas in the country it, it's like people will go there for grad school right like it, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. i think top five places to go if you want to become a ceramics person right. and um what, what i'm thinking is like hey poor college person <laughs> let's partner with cups of.com <laughs> or coffeecups.com or coffeecupsof.com and let's 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 do some fun and so then we have to, as a business, travel to all these cities because, yeah. you know, it's a business expense. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and we've got to spend like a week there, right? Going to all these places yeah. so that we can... Exactly. We can, you get you got to get a feel of the city. Exactly. We've got to get a feel of the city, feel the people, so that when we make <laughs> these cups that are going to sell gangbusters for, for people like Kevin That's Melissa, right. It'll be amazing. <laughs> That's right. People pay like eighty dollars for these cups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Katie and I do something similar, but it's with a, a, a crappy um, Christmas tree ornaments. So whenever we uh-huh. go somewhere, we have to get a, a Christmas tree ornament. But the more ridiculous, okay. the better. Like we're not like, oh, it needs to be a pretty Christmas tree ornament. It, it, uh-huh. it, it, it like, you know. It, it would just be silly. One of them, I think my favorite was when we were in um, Yellowstone. We got actual, like, uh, petrified poop. <laughs> that is a Christmas tree ornament, and it's like Yellowstone, and it's like, 
That's hilarious. Yeah, so we have all these Christmas tree ornaments that are just places that we visited, and and sometimes like we'll we'll be like, eh, that one's not good enough. Like it might just right. it might look too normal, right? Like, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it, it's a Christmas tree. I mean, our Christmas tree growing up. I don't know how yours was, but it was like the most random crap from the stuff that the kids made, right? Like there was yeah. like some popcorn. Yeah strands from 1983 that was yeah so to me a christmas tree shouldn't look pretty it should be filled with memories of crappy homemade stuff that (laughs) your Uh children made Uh um i'm always envious of people that have gorgeous trees that have like you know laid out bulbs and everything and stuff and i'm like right but i'm like nope let's get our crappy uh you know nostalgia <laughs> uh ornaments I, up on I just I just love how it's like you know cuz we've gotten some some ornaments from the places we visited and usually they're like really like pretty like hand blown glass painted by local <laughs> artists and so I could just see like hey babe should should we get this one and be like no yeah. that's too fancy <laughs> let's get this like petrified poop (laughs) (laughs) now some of them i mean sometimes it's hard to find like ridiculous ones and it's not like yeah it is not a goal to get the most ridiculous it's it's more of a that looks too much like other ornaments right so like if there is this blown glass or something we might be like well katie has a bunch of those already so let's let's Uh find something that's really unique to this place um and so the, the petrified poop was perfect because we're not going gotcha. to have any other poop on the tree. So like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and generally if it's something unique like that, it is going to look ridiculous. It's going to be like, uh, you know, I'm sure if we went to Texas, it'd be a giant star, you know, like what I love is a piece of brisket or <laughs> some text mess, like a, like brisket. a taco, like a taco that said like, you know, best text mix is only in Texas or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture of that coffee cup I was talking about. Okay. I think you can probably make it out in this picture. It's kind of hard, but yeah the 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 front of it's shorter than the back. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Got it. So just like subtle little things like that, I think is just kind of cool. Yeah, I'll have to to send this photo of this cup that Katie got. I don't think she uses it, but she thought it'd be perfect is you actually the handle is like a part of the cup and you you hold the cup right because it's supposed to be like on cold days when you want your hands to be warmed and so the handle doesn't stick out like that where your fingers are wrapping around your your fingers actually wrap around the cup and the handle like envelops your fingers and stuff it's kind of a a, a cool thing but again i don't think she uses it at all (laughs) she'll get her, her standard coffee cup and stuff but yeah, I don't know, man. I think we got a, uh, uh, you know, something here with this coffee cup idea. I think we should do. Yeah. It. <laughs> All right, Kevin, you got any music this week for the listeners that you want them to check out? <laughs> I think it, I think you're up with the music. Oh, I am. I think my song for this week, and I'm not sure, listeners. And, and listeners, I don't, I'm not sure we're going to do this every week, but we're going to try. It's going to be the song to listen to this week. <laughs> right. Um, but I think for this week, my song is by Amy Mann. Uh, people probably know her as, 
Um, in the 80s, she was the lead singer and vocalist for Till Tuesday. But um, she became much more well-known just being a, a solo artist. Uh-huh. Amazing singer, amazing songwriter and stuff. But I think it's her most recent album, but um, there's a song on it called Roller Coasters, and it's just kind of, I don't know, it's a very soothing song to me uh, to just have on, especially when I'm you know, trying to put Lily to you know, rock her and stuff. So yeah, it's right. called Roller Coasters by Amy Mann. and ferris wheels you like how it feels round and round till you lose yourself in the air all those complicated deals your desperate appeals calling out to a god you know isn't there so She fell looking down on the tops of the trees And all you can do is say Please, please, baby, please Please, please, baby, please So, Michael, are you ready for another? 